podcast focused on tabletop role-playing games, and I hope you enjoy your journey with us through all types of campaigns exploring a variety of worlds, as well as discussing various topics in the tabletop role-playing game, video game, and nerd culture community. Welcome to Season 2 of Caves and Drakes. It's been a minute. If you're actively listening and you're waiting on the next episode, it's been a long time. We had a busy semester. But if you're now picking it up for the first time, it's probably been no time at all, which is weird. Time <laughs> is weird. So I know we kind of teased at the end of the last season that Season 2 would be Tim's game. We played Tim's game, but it actually was not recorded due to the sporadicness of life at the time. Um, so back to me DMing. And I actually created a world with the group communally, mostly Tim and Cody. Uh, and it's a FromSoft-ish, Dark Souls-ish inspired world. Um, and it's communally created with the players and will be continually created with the players. So at any given moment, uh, anybody at the table or not at the table in the group can like send me a Google Doc of some item they created with like an obscure line of lore and it'll be put into the game. It'll be canon, we'll figure it out later. So, like, I think Tim's working on some mini-bosses and some enemies. Cody worked on the whole entire section of the game, like, the main lore for the section of the game. The actual running it part, well, you know, and, and the details will be up to me, but we're creating a game kind of communally, almost like we had random lore in a Dark Souls game, and the community decided to make it make sense. So that's kind of the idea. Uh, so a um, couple other things. Laura is a busy getting married, not playing with us at the moment. Might jump in later, I don't know. We do have some new players as well. We have Michael here at the table with us. Say hello, Michael. Hey. This is Michael. He's a college friend of ours. Um, and we're also going to have Tim and Cody here today. Tim. Hola. Cody. Hello. But the other two, Austin and Cam, are off doing life things. So rule of thumb, if we have three people, we'll play. So any given moment, we'll play the three people. Um, let's see. The blog will be up and running again pretty soon. New shows and a continuation of our old shows will be up and running here pretty soon. We're playing the basic fantasy RPG, so we're not playing 5th edition. This is all readily available, free PDFs online. Um, you can also buy them on Amazon if you want to like trade to print. It's like five bucks just to cover the cost of printing. The guy who makes this game is a saint, gives it all for free. Um, let's see. Any other announcements that I can think I missed? No, I think you covered it all. I think, okay. Fire cool. merch. Yeah, my yeah. one day, one day we'll have that. We'll have that drop in the front. So, a couple things to know about the campaign. Um, let's steer away from PvP, while that's a good part of the Dark Souls games. Yeah. Let's wait till we're soul level one hundred to start invading. Okay, so we're gonna not do that quite for, at the start. Um, big thing about basic fantasy RPG is it's all about player skill, not character sheet skill. So it's not about the skills in your character sheet because there's none. Right? There's no stealth check. There's no perception check, persuasion check. It's all you. So this, the character sheet is the last resort. Also, the dice are the last resort. You should aim to roll through the whole character, the whole session, not rolling a single dice. Because you argued your way or you made a good enough plan to where chance was not needed. Right. So if you can come up with a plan that's so airtight, we don't have to roll. Because a roll is where it's undecided, I can't decide, no one can decide whether it works or not, it's left up to the dice, it's up to the universe. So if you're trying to make an argument, there's no more persuasion check. So to get your, you know, your point across to the NPC, you make an airtight argument. 
if we're exploring a dungeon, there's no perception check. So how are you checking for traps? Make it airtight, figure it out, think through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to roll up uh, completely open, so I have no DM screen. Um, so I'm going to roll That's all out in the open. open. Everything, you will all see all the dice. Okay. So everything that gets dropped, you will see. I have um, reference materials, PDFs, but I don't need the DM screen. Also, one XP is, one gold piece is one XP once you get it back to town. If you go in the dungeon and you get 10 gold and you die on the way out, you don't get the 10 XP. Or, or you drop it on the way out, you, you don't get the 10 XP. So if you also find a treasure chest with 1,000 XP, or 1,000 gold, you have to get a thousand gold pieces out of the dungeon somehow, and not in your you know sack of endless weight like in Skyrim. Like you have to like think about how you're getting all this weight out. So there's a little bit more to it. We also just as a podcast thing, we record in bulk, so we'll probably record two or three episodes tonight. So these three players will be here for two or three episodes, and over the course of two or three episodes, we'll be getting increasingly more drunk. So enjoy it as. Play with us. We do record in bulk, um, so uh, that's that's why a couple people are here for a couple episodes at a time. I will kind of begin by explaining the world, giving you a little bit of lore lore drop here. Um, I'll start with my player's guide. I'm gonna borrow this since it's readily available, like a good player. Okay, welcome to Galamar. As it stands today. Galamar is but a remnant of the grand kingdom of human, elf, and dwarf that it once was. Some years ago, the crown of kings was broken, and the king fell to the madness. With darkness taking the land, a single beacon of light, a single beacon of hope remained, the shrine of ash and light. Nestled in a valley to the south of the high castle of kings, a somber little village attracts those who could not find a home in the frigid valley of frost to the east, or the gloomy arch-dragon swamp to the south, or the zealous holy sanctuary to the west. Our adventure begins here, in the Shrine of Ash and Light, as the group of strangers sits around a dimly lit fire. <coughs> Firelink Shrine. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, you know, copyright for purposes, <laughs> not Firelink Shrine or Majula. But, you know, imagine those, those sounds. Is the Shrine head. of the Firelink? The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Shrine of Ash and Light. Now, with Darks, I will, you know, we can kind of get metagamey here. Yeah. Now, one thing... I guess I'll cover this now. Um, kind of session zero, session one, what kind of stuff. Metagame, in game, it's all the same to me. Um, if you want to talk in a voice, feel free. I'll probably have some funky voices for the funky NPCs. The more funky the NPC, the funkier the voice. <laughs> if they're normal and I have to talk a lot, it'll probably be a normal voice, um, just for ease. Uh, but you know, we gotta have a good patches voice in there somewhere. Right? So um, that kind of thing where uh, if. Feel free to don't worry about metagame, this kind of that thing. There is a through line of plot, uh, but it's a pure sandbox like Dark Souls 1. So where you like could pretty much... Imagine Dark Souls 1 with like... You don't need the Lord Vessel. So you can kind of just like go in any direction and you kind of do whatever you want. Elden Ring style almost. Where like yeah. you just like pick a direction. There's, you see a castle over there, let's go to it. You That kind of thing. So it's very sandboxy, very open. There's no such thing as balance in this game. Like it's like in the rule book notes, it's like there's no balance. There's no CR. Like encounters you have to as a player know when to pull out and know when to do what. So it's completely up to you to learn the world, not just like assume, oh, we're level one, these are gonna be level one monsters. Yeah, it's like, it's like I will say, just for example, like my very first time playing Dark Souls One, mm-hmm. 
uh, going from Firelink Shrine, I remember the NPC said, oh, there's a bell below, so I went down to the catacombs first. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, oh, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. So I learned very quick right. not to fuck with the skeletons down there. Exactly. And so, like, the world doesn't scale with you, but, like, you can go wherever you want, do whatever you want. There's covenants you can join. They all have conflicting ideas for their, how they see the world. So it's pretty fleshed out. There's a through line of plot. Um, that you'll mostly pick up through cryptic one-liners from NPCs, literal item descriptions. So when I give you an item, I want to have a description on it. I'll write a little piece of paper. So, like, I want to play a Dark Souls tabletop role-playing game in a homebrew world communally created. It's for Ox. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. Literally the Dark Souls of D&D. Yeah, literally the Dark Souls of D&D. Should we put that in the fridge? Yeah, I can put Yeah, I got so, um, okay, so I drew up a crappy map, but just so you can see it, this is the map. So the Well of Flame kind of sits in the middle, and the Well of Flame is literally a well. It has a fire in it. Currently the fire is all embers. So you're sitting around this, this, you're sitting in this amphitheater that's built around this well. And in the well is like smoldering embers. The warmth is barely there. You can tell at one point this was some place of importance, some significance here in this amphitheater. Um, and, and on the like, right past the amphitheater, there's like this obelisk. And on top of the obelisk, it's a crown. And in the crown, there is a, it's all stone, made of stone. In the stone, there is, uh, in the crown, there's like the stone flame. Around the amphitheater, if you actually crawl out of the amphitheater, there is a um, two-story kind of shack that kind of serves as the inn or really the home where you can find respite in this, in this desolate world. Um, for travelers, known as the House of Wanderers. There is a temple, um, so a stone temple with uh, stone doors, um, known as the Temple of Magic. Um, it's where you can find, you know, the Temple of Magic, magic things. <laughs> and then across the way, kind of built into a mountain, mountain side nearby, there's a cave where you can kind of hear a, a stone, or hammer hitting anvil hmm. off in the distance. Hmm. Um, Immediately around you, at this, at the Well of Flame in the amphitheater here, sits none other than Ashkeeper Ori. So I have some NPC pictures here. That's literally the Dark Souls 3 Ashkeeper. Uh, <laughs> Google images. Yeah. Um, so you can imagine, like, the crown, um, the, like, metal crown around her eyes, like, uh, long, uh, ashen hair. And she kind of sits, she tends to the fire um, with this, like, six-foot-long fire poker stick. You know, she just kind of like stands around the well, like pokes at the flames, and keeps the embers going. If you guys want to go around and describe what you guys look like, sure. Uh, I'll start. So as I'm sitting around the amphitheater, um, you see this elven woman oh. um, in this leather armor, kind of just rubbing her hands near the fire, kind of dirtied up, uh, not very clean, as most things in this world. Um, she looks more like she's sulking in her own thoughts at the moment. You see a short sword on her belt, also a dagger, and she has a longbow and quiver on her back with a backpack as well. Kind of looks like she's here to explore the world. Right now, she's just sitting in silence. Um, she, physically, she's an elf. Um, she has blonde hair uh, that's right now high and tight in the ponytail. Has a shield on her left. Uh, for my character, uh, you see a human of about... Um, Basically, young adult, more towards the kind of like a full adult age, about 25 years old. You can get the sense that they are built for combat since they uh, have a shield on their back, uh, also kind of fashioned to their back as well as a giant pole arm. 
Um, or actually, they would be holding that, what's fashioned to their back is a mace uh, on the side. Um, you see, like, up in a bun, black hair, uh, and just a, a nice uh, beard that's uh, also black in color. Kind of clean-shaven enough, but rugged, and you get the sense that it hasn't been kept up in a little bit. Uh, so it's like, almost was trimmed and neat, and now it's getting getting scraggly. And as you see this, this character sitting on towards the amphitheater near the well. Last but not least. All right, so what you see is a hooded elf, elven magic user uh, reaching his age of one century. Ooh, wow, so he's kind of young. Um, <laughs> but he's sitting quietly like everyone else is around the embers. Uh, he, on his back, he has a short bow around his chest and the dagger in his little sheath. To his left of him, he sees a walking staff. He uses that to cast magic, etc., or just walk up high inclines, whatever you want. Yeah, beat people <laughs> to death. <laughs> yeah, but he's not just wearing a hood. He's also clothed, not in any armor, um, because he has no use for armor. He doesn't have any use for it than, other than, like, casting magic. So there's no point in casting magic with heavy armor. Right. As of right now. Yeah. We'll see. We'll um, get to feet later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's just closing his eyes, reminiscing about a life before all this happened. Dang. That's so good. Um, so kind of around the town, there are a few other NPCs that, I don't know how long you've been here, but just to kind of just generally say it, just for ease of play purposes, there are four main recruitables. There's uh, Darian the fighter, Aura the cleric, Morningstar the magic user fighter multi-class, and Barthol the uh, thief. So there's one of each, so if you want to recruit one to kind of fill the gaps, if we need an extra fighter or you need a cleric or whatever it is, they're recruitable and kind of just there to click on press A and recruit the NPC uh, for, because we're missing some party members. Yeah. Um, so feel free to each of you run two characters. The game works really well with six eight characters not players but characters so back in old school days a lot of people ran two characters mm -hmm. they're ridiculously easy to run yeah. as you know so if anybody wants to run one um, they don't cost anything you don't have to pay them um, so if anybody want to run a cleric fighter magic user or thief on top of their own character I'll run the cleric okay so we need a cleric what were the other you said fighter magic user fighter and thief don't double magic user <laughs> double, yeah. double up the magic user yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll play magic user Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fighter or thief. Fighter. Cool. Yeah. Pretty diverse party. Yeah. Yeah. Two magic eaters. That's actually a magic user fighter combo. Oh, okay. Oh, because yeah, yeah, that's Morning Star, the, the multi-classed. So we'll say these seven characters, and we can kind of figure out what they look like later. Are kind of sitting around the, the the embers, the well of flame, the shrine of ash and light. A tall ash-haired woman with a crown that sits over her eyes, sits by the well, stoking the flames. Tinge the fire, and she says, What once was a roaring flame that kept the entire kingdom of Galamar lit, the well is not merely embers, it truly, truly is a shame. That she's kind of trying to spark up some small talk with these with these strangers. <coughs> I'll pipe up and uh, say, um, How long have you been tending to these embers? Oh, I, um, as long as I can remember. So you're a sort of fire keeper. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Ash keeper now, due to the nature of the well. How'd I get here? <laughs> you tell me, stranger. You walked in from 
what I walked in, but what was before I walked in? You had no memory? No. Mm. My memory is, is fading as well. Stranger. Many are like you in the land. You are not alone. Something in the air here. In the soul of the land, I guess you could say. Is your memory intact? Pieces. Pieces aren't. What brings you here, though? I honestly couldn't remember, but something about that well. You were drawn to it. I got this feeling I've been having dreams about well. Thinking about them wells. It is the only place of warmth in the land. It's true. I strive to remember the past, piece together. I'm hoping the more I see, the more it will. My memory will return over time. The only I have more feelings than memories. I feel these feelings of powerlessness and just this wanting for death. Want to understand them. Mm. And what is your name? My name is Siofra of Karen. Mm. I remember where I'm from, but rarely anything else about my life. Well, nice to meet you, Siofra. What is your name, kind sir? My name's Harnick. Harnick. From somewhere. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, Harnick. Thank you. And I'm still like closing my eyes, just like absorbing the conversation still quiet. And you, sir, over there, what is your name? My name is Varen. And just like you guys, I have no idea where I am. I opened my eyes and I found myself near this desolate, ember-covered flame. I wish to keep my eyes closed and remember better times of whatever that may be. I feel yeah. like we are three peas in a pod. <laughs> a really fucked up pod. <laughs> the well has um, a way of bringing like-minded individuals together. I am happy, for one, that you're here. Can I? I'm going to... Because this whole time I've just been sitting here, I, can I go to the well and look down it? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that while she's yeah. So you kind talking. of approach and she's just gonna see she's like she's almost like stirring, not like kind of tending, poking with like a, a small one foot little like fire poker stick, but like she's almost like stirring a large pot as you kind of come look, come into the well, the edge of the well, look down the brick wall and like the, the edge of the well itself stands about four feet high and so you can kind of like look over pretty easily lean over it pretty easily and it just looks to go down maybe 50 100 feet um, and you can just see like the embers kind of like carrying up up until basically it crests right at the top of the well and small little bits of ash and ember kind of like float up at the top but it's not like a roaring flame I imagine at one point in time this was a beautiful beacon of light. Long before me, but yes, it was. I'm so I'm told. Do you know much about the land that we are in? Uh, I know a few. I hear I know the legend. That is. 
The legend of the court, the king's court, that once was. The lost king of Galamor. When the crown of kings was broken, the judge saw this as his punishment for greed. His champion said he needed to repent to the new gods for his sins. The watcher, his loyal servant, until the end. The witches offered their magics as aid. But in stalemate, the king locked himself in his own prison beneath. And the light of Galamar faded. And I can repeat any of that out of out of game, you know. Where did the king lock himself? Beneath the keep? It said, legend says beneath the castle. And what did the king do that was warranting this punishment? No one knows. Or at least I don't. Hmm. Uh, I know uh, all the legend says is um, it shattered one day. The crown that he wore at the top of his head shattered. Hmm. Has anyone tried to reunite this well with flint and steel? Or? It's far too deep for that. Mm. Um, and if you throw any kindle down there, wood or otherwise, it, it eats it up, but it doesn't reignite the flame. Mm. There are many theories as to what might do so, but I've never seen it be done. Mm. Maybe with strength and power. Maybe somebody knows here. But I am but a humble servant here. Many secrets are kept from me. Does this well, does it have its own wants? Mm. Its own thing that it's looking for? She kind of looks at you and says, in due time, I think it will tell itself. You are here for a reason, including your silent friend or soon to be friend over there and I don't know why it has chosen you three but I believe it has for a reason I like it is our fate as I uh, like the whole time I was just still staring in, into the well I'll um, break eye contact with it and go over to the silent uh, friend and reach my hand down and say I'm Harnick Nice to meet you, sir. Varen looks up at your hand, then to your face, then dismisses it. I just nod very understandingly. Varen then gets up, picking up his cane from his left side, goes up the, the uh, amphitheater steps to the very top, sees to the north, 
where he wants to go. Yeah, so if you actually stand at the amphitheater, at the crest of the amphitheater, because kind of, it all kind of sits down below, besides the few buildings and caves you can see around you, if you look up to the north, the path upward is kind of up the mountain, up this mm-hmm. long, slow hill, but you can see a, a wall standing hundreds of feet tall surrounding a castle standing hundreds of feet taller. Um, so you can see what's known as the, 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 the um, High Castle of Kings uh, far, far, far off in the distance of north. But it, it is there, looming in the sky. And I will just say to Harnack as that happens, I said, um, these lands are harsh. Don't take his dismissal personally. No, I understand. We all... <laughs> We all got here a certain way. We're all in certain spirits. Ma'am, what is that? And I'll point towards the wall, like off in the distance. And she says, well, that's the Demon's High Wall that borders the High Castle of Kings. It protects it from a lot of things. And she kind of points to the east. Um... And let's see, north, south, east, west. She points to the east, and you can kind of see um, there's a mountain range, and right above the mountain range, there's um, this thick fog of white, um, like like a white cloud, and maybe a snow flurry even, kind of hanging over this break in the mountains that then leads to a pass in between that seems to be frozen over. And then she kind of like uh, the Valley of Frost points over to the west. You can see a mountain range um, kind of coming to a semicircle, and in the middle of the semicircle, uh, you can see that the clouds above break at all times of the day, and light shines through onto this keep or or abbot or some sort of cathedral deep, deep, deep in the mountains. And she says that's the uh, the holy sanctuary. And she turns you all around and points down south, where the um, this slope leading up from the high castle kind of goes down, 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 and the elevation continues to lower until it looks like it's below sea level, um, and there's like this thick marsh, and there's this, like, this wall of trees where it's almost like Everglades, very like South Florida, um, Okefenokee, like very swampy mm-hmm. with like the hanging moss and like the long limbs and the roots growing up as well, and um, so that is the, the Arch Dragon's Swamp. And she says to you, um, she says, um, if you wish to rekindle the well and fight back against the madness, seek the heart of the primal flame. And you can feel the same pull that drew you to the well is drawing you south. Should we trust this pull? She says, you're here for a reason. Drew me here to this well. I have no reason to not follow it or trust it this time. I feel like whatever this this well is pulling me towards, hopefully hopefully take me where I came from. Take me back to where I came from. She says, before you leave, see Thrawn and see Spellweaver Lyric. They should arm you for your journey. And if you so dare 
venture into the tomb of the Serpent King, cresting right over the hill. And you might test your strength and be rewarded for it. Hmm. And where is this tomb of the Serpent King? Um, so, you know, geographically, uh, I didn't put it on the map originally, but you can imagine the tomb, uh, if you kind of zoom out a little bit, south, there's a, there's an actual path that leads all four directions, um, and to the south along, there's like a bunch of hills over here where the cave is, so southwest, or east, I guess, for you, right? Southeast, there's, there's like an actual uh, cave entrance right here. Okay. It's, I mean, it's maybe like three, it's like a hundred yards away. Oh, okay. South, Very close. Yeah, southwest, you can see this entrance, like the tomb cave, like the entrance of the tomb. Okay. It points to it. Uh, then when I point at the obelisk, the stone obelisk with the crown, mm -hmm. I go, what is this obelisk for? Was it a tribute to something or someone? She looks up and she says, it was a tribute to Galimar himself. He made this. In his own image. To light the way for those uninitiated. Now, is Galimar the lost king locked beneath the castle? Oh, Galimar died long ago. Okay. Generations ago. So, so who's the king? Uh, his name escapes me. Some would say he's... Nameless. Absolutely. Accidental. And you are maidenless. You are maidenless. Well, ma'am, is there anything? Is there anything not depressing about what's what's going on here? No. I pipe up when I say. I believe that the fact that we found each other is a light of hope. One day, the truth will be revealed to all of us. Maybe this flame wants to get reignited, so things aren't depressing. And she puts her hand on your back and says, Precisely. Please, be the ones to reignite this thing. Has anyone else attempted this rekindling of the flame? Many. God. What the? <laughs> How many? It you escapes see, me. So countless. You just see, you just see Harkin, Harnack, Jesus. Uh, you see Harnack just kind of, just look bewildered. Existential crisis. I kind of put my hand on your shoulder and I say, I can already tell that we are different. Fucking mm. build different, maybe. <laughs> I strongly believe that we are chosen. That's, that's one way of putting it, but damn, countless. Varen then comes down from the amphitheater steps to regroup with the other two. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and sh um, so, kind of out of character, there's a couple places you can visit in the sh in the shrine. Um, there's Thrawn. You can see Thrawn at the um, cave forge. The House of Wanderers is where you can go uh, recruit NPCs, and as like general like NPCs and NPCs you send here will typically go to the House of Wanderers, and then um, the Temple of Magic is where the magic user is. 
so if you want to go talk to any of these NPCs, deal with them, or you want to just truck right onto the tomb, you can pretty much do whatever you want. I'm going to assume the extra hirelings are already with you. Okay. And so they're kind of just like chucking along, ready for, yeah. ready, ready for action. I'm not I'm not going to roleplay as the... No, yeah, for no. sure. They're just yeah. like named the voiceless NPCs. Yes, and yeah. yes. They're your summons, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Without having to do their uh, quest Spirit ashes, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I do um, want to check out the House of Wanderers first. Yeah. Just to is that wait? Is that Wanderers or Wonders? Wanderers. Okay, Wanderers. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sure. I'll go there. Yeah, just to see if there are any other friendly faces. Um, as you enter, kind of, so you have to step out of the, the uh, amphitheater and you you journey southwest a little bit. Um, this is a little path that leads up to this inn-like structure. It's almost like um, the Hunter's Dream. House. Imagine oh, that when you walk nice. up to it. Um, so it's kind of like the Hunter's Dream House when you walk up to it. Um, and as you enter, you see the Ash Keeper is standing behind the desk, like behind the counter. And she is uh, tending to some books. Um, and she says, Are you here for a room? If I look out the door, do I still see the Ash Keeper by the fire? Uh, you do. Are you twin of the Ash Keeper? Mm, something of the like. Are you a spirit? A little closer. Either way, um, we are just exploring the shrine. Um, just wanted to see what this house had to offer. Um, safe respite at all times. And truly, no monsters can harm you here. So metagame-wise, if you need... If, if, fuck, you just aggro the main boss. <laughs> and they are, when you're running, go here, they will de-aggro. Like, right. the world, you are safe. You can actually sleep here. Oh, when oh. you leave here, though... You're gonna get ganked at night. Like they, it's it's dangerous at all times. So like, so they're gonna be oh like God. waiting outside the house at all. Well, time. not actually, but like uh, this is something about this this place keeps monsters out. Oh, okay. and not just the the house of wanderers, but the shrine. Like, kind of the, the yeah, whole the shrine, shrine is is a safe place to be. You don't yeah, gotta worry about yeah NPCs, <laughs> but you don't gotta worry about monsters like you know mm-hmm. fighting you here. This is safe. You can kind of let your guard down. Well, that's good to know. Do you have a different name from... I am the Ashkeeper Ori. Oh, you're in two places. Something of the sort. This place I believe gets... she's a spirit. <laughs> this place is getting better and better. Mm. Are there any other wanderers here? No, not yet. Um, kind of a metagamey thing. Find them in the world, mm. send them here, and they will populate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you remember much about your past uh, I have lived here um, I have served the shrine and I have met countless wanderers just like you I believe you were spawned from the embers from the flames spawned you were spawned created created I believe you are a product of the flame mm-hmm. and its attempt to survive she kind of looks at you and nods and says, that is an interesting conclusion. I think many people make sense of madness in a variety of ways. And if that helps you, then I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Acknowledges and not dismisses it right. in a truly you know, respectful way. And she um, kind of says, you know, again, you are safe here if you need to rest here. Um, you always have a room down the hall or up the stairs. And um, the meals are always warm enough. <laughs> the best we can get around these parts. Yes. I, I look at the rest of my party, decides on what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, well, there's not much here. I suppose we should check out the temple. Cool. Okay. I'm the I first one out would the door. be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first one out the Sprints the yeah. temple of magic. Yeah. Naruto runs even. <laughs> so uh, as you approach, it's um, it's a temple, and it's uh, it's one story. It's made of all stone. Even the roof is stone. Um, it's kept up pretty well. The uh, f- two stone doors, um, like the stone double doors that are on the front of the temple, there's stained glass kind of all in the sides. That's like the main, main um, windows on each of the sides. But the two stone doors, they have a giant crown kind of engraved in them with like this flame in the center. Um, and, and, and shooting out of the flame are like different, almost like, imagine like spell missiles almost, kind of like shooting out of the flame, kind of going around it. Um, and you, if the one stone door is cracked, and you hear the rustling of papers, you hear this man like stumbling over his uh, himself and kind of like rustling around. You hear the God, God's dead. He's struggling with something, as um, as you kind of hear him kind of in, inside in, in, in his study. And I nudge Varen forward. I well, think he is one of your kind. <laughs> what do you mean his kind? <laughs> Magic users. Oh. I look over my shoulder at, at her, and then I proceed to walk forward. So as you kind of enter in, um, you uh, see this this uh, Gandalf-looking man where with, the, with the gray robes and the pointy, long pointy hat, the rims too far, kind of big folded hat down. Logan. <laughs> big, big hat Logan. Uh, he, he has a staff that kind of curls around itself that has light illuminating from it. The only other light source besides floating candles all around the, uh, the, the room. Uh, they kind of like float around your head as they kind of come to you. They float around you. and There's some light from the stained glass windows, but not much. And, and it's kind of like painting a picture. Um, it's illuminating the room in a way that like, kind of paints a picture around. Um, and there's like stacks of books, and some books are floating, and there's um, pages turning by themselves, and there's mage hands around kind of scribing on other pages. and this old man with this long white beard kind of like turns around immediately with his staff and like points it at you. He says, oh, you startled me. Uh, anyways, back to work. And he goes back to his thing and says, oh, where was that thing? I can't remember shit anymore. And he kind of like goes around and he's like tooling around all of this stuff and he says, anyways, what brings you in? What brings you I take two steps closer to him to assert like I'm here for something. Mm. He says, yes, I am. Something, but something what? what? What is it? I'm a very busy man, you see. But he's like alone in here, and he's just like going through his library. What would, what are you able to offer for me? He turns around, puts the staff down, all right, kind of like stands on it, leans towards it, and as he leans towards it, focuses on you, you can see all the books fall, all of the candles fall, but they kind of like land on a book nearby, and he kind of like, his, his attention, his focus is, is, has shifted. Um, and his light kind of brightens a little bit, and he says, well... I'm known as a spell weaver. The greatest translator in all of the lands. I can teach you a thing or two if your mind is open to it, but that'll come at a cost. So, depends on what you can offer me, I guess. Cost as in currency or something else? Oh, I have no use for both. Relics, artifacts, things deep in those documents. I need them, you see. I need them. What do you oh. need them for? You know, my studies. You mentioned your, you can't remember anything anymore. 
Ah, just it escapes me. See, there's this spell, and if I could just remember it, I'm sure I can make something happen. I think it's. Uh, do you know how long you've been here? Kim looks at you. Anyways, if I can just remember <laughs> this spell, I don't, it's hard to. If I'm tip my tongue. What is your name, sire? Lyric. Spellweaver. And I speak the runes, so if you find them, bring them. The runes. Yeah, what, what do the runes look like? Why? He's an ignorant one, isn't he? Well, <laughs> I, I suppose our friend here, Varian, is more predispositioned to understand your you a book? teachings. Or a tablet. Tablet. Nah, surface pro. <laughs> Android kid, actually. You know. <laughs> Wait, so you're an iPad kid? <laughs> Nobody says, oh, she you know, shuffles over to you and, and grabs it out of your hands and he kind of like looks at it. And he, and he kind of like takes his finger. Uh, you see, one of his fingers is actually made of stone. Oh, shit. And he traces the, the actual rune that is the spell. So all the spells in the world are actual runes, not words. That's cool. And when he traces it, you have not yet prepared a spell for the day. So he has tra- he traces it and he takes it off. He takes his finger, lifts his finger off of the tab, the stone tablet, and puts it, presses it right in the middle between your eyes. And you see, you see something enter your mind. Like you feel it and you guys see it. There's just like this blue essence that when he touches your head, Something moved from his finger into your brain, and you have now prepared your first spell. Let's go! Wow, we. So you have to actually weave, speak, and learn each of the runes, which is a completely alien language to the normal dialect. So yeah. you have to kind of learn it on its own terms. So I want to ask him. I am not. Uh, I do not have an affinity to magic, but I do have an inquisitive mind. Are these runes a different language? They are more ancient than the land. They spoke first, and we responded. And when we responded, we came about. It's interesting that you would remember how to weave spells and not much else. It takes up all of my mind. Mm. These are creatures, beings that we are storing in our Is it possible to learn this power? <laughs> I was going to say the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh man. <laughs> Absolutely. Not from a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely it is. No, it's perfect. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> absolutely it is. Um, In time, but it will cost you. What's the what's the cost? We need the runes. Mm, Assemble right. them. Were you not paying attention? I'm and sorry. I have lightheartedly just <laughs> tapped on I'm the sorry. Back. I've Assemble just been, the I've runes been, themselves. We need time, we need books, we need candles, we need essence. Got a major culture shock right now. <laughs> well, if we find anything on our adventures, we will be sure to bring you back. Please do. I suggest that we make that our top priority. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> he kind of tips his hat and says, well, back to my studies. And he kind of like turns back around, focuses, and starts murmuring a word, and you see something leave his mind and kind of dissipate in the room almost to a thousand different pieces and they all pick up a book or a mm. candle and something is keeping all these things afloat. That's cool. That's cool. That's real cool. That's awesome. <laughs> is it possible to learn this? <laughs> Not from a job. Um, Do it. <laughs> well, I'm going to look at Varen and Siafra and uh, say, there was a smith, right? Somebody hammering away at something? Yes. We can... Uh, Go meet the smith next. All right. Varen rolls his eyes and 
follows. Hey, you smug little bastard. <laughs> you shut the fuck up right now. I'm going to kill you. First you deny my handshake, now you think you're too too good for a sword. <laughs> oh, I ought to beat the shit out of you. Oh, I ought to. You're making your way to kind of like... And I uh, make the joke to... I say, he is packing rather light, isn't he? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Look at this bad boy, and I look at my... I t- show him my pole arm, which is like... I think it's 10 feet. Fucking giant. That Pull is giant. <laughs> big if true. I got a. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of making your way counterclockwise yeah. clock, around the shrine. Mm-hmm. And you um, kind of enter into this cave that's built into the side of this hill. And as you enter, the heat from deep within just kind of hits you like a wall. And your meats are sweating, beads, beads of sweat dripping down your face. And you can just hear like the rhythm. Of, of something scraping against the, the ground, you hear some sizzling, some, the pounding of, of steel on steel, um, and the humming of this, these, these dwarven uh, lower guttural chants from, um, speaking of language you don't, might not know, but you universally know, kind of recognize somebody is, 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 is singing a I forgot chant. to ask, is the Ash Keeper, does she appear human, or what race does she appear as? Human? Well, kind of elven. Elven. She has pointed ears. So, and the sorry, the uh, spellweaver. Human. Human. Okay. And you kind of you know approach it. He's just uh, you know his thrawn is is just like forging away at this awesome sword, beating the shadow. Doom da doom da doom da doom. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, sir. Uh, Don't mean to bother you, but it's a nice looking sword there. Kind of looks up and kind of wipes his forehead and says, "Damn right it is." How much Anyways, is uh, <laughs> how much is one of those running in this country? He looks you up and down and says, "More gold than you can carry, I'm sure." Well, I mean, I'll give you this. <laughs> <laughs> how much gold is that? <laughs> says, "Well, I haven't quite put a price tag on it, but um, quite a lot. I don't typically do, and gold doesn't serve me that well. We can make a bargain." I'm actually going to reach in my pocket, pull out a gold piece. Do I recognize it? You do. Well, I mean, it's gold. Well, I, okay, I get the impression of, like, what it is. Mm-hmm. But have I ever seen this? Would I, like, would I have... Am I familiar with this currency? Oh, with, like, the stamp on it? Yeah. Uh, it's yours from your home world. Oh. Okay. I'm going to show him this. Like, does this mean anything to you? Kind of picks it up and says, flicks it. It's gold, isn't it? And he kind of takes a pouch and he spreads out some coins and it's all variety of, of stamps. I would take out one gold piece of mine and see if it matches any of his. Uh, it, one of them does. Cool. He says, oh, no way. Look at there. I'm a bit of a collector myself. I joined the party. <laughs> and he puts them back, all back into his pocket, including yours. No. Now listen here. What the hell was that about? And he kind of, he, kind of, he goes and you see he was actually squatting. And he goes to stand up and he's like eight feet tall. But he's dwarven, so he's like his proportions are fucking. He's, he's a <laughs> oh squat, eight foot tall guy. <laughs> he's like standing over you. Why'd you take my coin? This is add to my collection. Uh, respectfully, sire, you already mm. have one of my homeland. May I please have it back? Well, I didn't take yours. Just his. Oh, I don't have one of those yet. Oh, my apologies. Well, I don't think his intent was to pay you. Uh, well, then why did he give me gold? I I gave it to you. To see if you could recognize it, and you took it. I, I for, uh, forgive him here. I believe he was um, trying to 
make sense of his memories, if you will. We'll pay it forward. Um, how about you bring me some more of that, and then I'll do something for you in the future. More yeah. gold? Yeah. But you said gold doesn't serve you. What well, kind of? I don't like to collect it, but I don't buy much with it. Nobody does, really. Then may I ask, what is the purpose of this currency in this land? Yeah, exactly. Um, collection, a little bit. That is why you were so intent on keeping his gold piece. Yeah, I want to collect them all. Don't fucking say. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> you know what? You can keep the coin. Bring me some essence, though, and we can see what we can do. Essence? What is that? It's the same stuff the Umatakid, whatever his name was. Lenick? Uh, Larrick. Larrick. He said, You're new here, aren't you? Oh, 100%. Well, uh, you as well. Nod. And he kind of looks around and says, you have essence, you have essence, you and I, we all have essence. May I ask you a question? Hmm? How intact is your memory? Steel trap. How many Why? fingers am I holding up? <laughs> Why? Well, we three, uh, trying to make sense of where we are, where we came from, don't remember much of our past. Hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a steel trap. Any way to prove this? Trivia question. Go. I mean, do you know the name of the 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 lost king by chance? You just said it. <laughs> Wait, he's known as the lost king. <laughs> she chuckles. Um, do you know his actual name given to him by his birthright? Were you around when the lost king was in power? No. Yes. No. I don't mean to alarm you, sir, but I believe you are... No one's ever asked me that before. I believe you are like us. Mm. Not like him, but I... You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was around, you know? I, yeah. mm. It's okay, you can admit it. You don't remember. I don't remember. That's alarming. Did you have any gold with you when you came here? Came here? I'm from here. You're from here. I, what did I build... It was mighty cool. Well, I hmm. believe with time, um, you will remember. Hopefully. I believe that fate brought us here to you for a reason. Ah, you're one of those. <laughs> you believe in the gods, huh? the fate, or whatever. Well, more not, power to you. Not so much the gods, as I feel they Ooh, have failed don't that too loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only say that because I don't recall too much about the gods. I see. Um... Feel more of just this inner feeling of hope. 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 Hold on to that. It is overshadowed, though, by feelings of powerlessness. Welcome. Yes. Yeah, get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. Uh, I, you know, I like you too. So you know, just be just, just be honest. <laughs> I let you keep the gold. Yeah, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> he looks at the pole arm and says, ah, Bring me some stuff and I'll fix that up for you. Alright. And your name is Thrawn, right? Thrawn. How many others have you had come through here? Countless. You know where, like, what might have happened to some of them? They died. Or turned. Turned? And became mad, as they say. Mad? Stray too far from the well for too long, and you too will fall mad. It doesn't affect me, I never left. 
this place gets better and better. <laughs> so, metagame. Yeah. We did add, podcast, added a seventh stat to the game. Yes. Corruption. So, just so you were all playing on the same or on yep. a fair playing field, if the only way to reset your corruption is to revisit the shrine. Oh. Or kill one of the king's court. Mm-hmm. And your, corrupt, your base corruption is what you start with. So like, and yeah. you can only return to that. Yeah. So I oh just my for god, example, what the fuck? Yeah, okay. so you, yeah. my it's character rolled a 12 for corruption, which is higher than the other two. Right. So my, ba- my baseline is 12. Right. But at a plus one threshold, it's a plus one to all d20 rolls. Wait, the modifier? Yeah. Oh, as to our d20 rolls. You get stronger because more, of it. Oh. Because of your corruption. Oh. Now, does so this it actually it adds your basically attack bonus. It it, right. it becomes a modifier to your d20 rolls. Right. Oh, yeah. so like right now, I get a negative one on all d20 rolls for having eight. No, it only adds strength. Oh. So the more okay, so in, in add zero 20 or corruption, above. you become a monster. So zero or above, you yeah. can add the modifier. Is there a way to revert becoming a monster? No. At 20 corruption, I get your character sheet. Not that we know of, um, or... And you become a boss. Damn. So, and not that you know of. Okay. And the only way to reduce your max corruption is to kill one of the king's court. Is that by... Which is the lords, right? So. Now, and, and, and don't tell me if it depends on the circumstance, but... When we kill a lord, is that like a clean swipe all the way back to the beginning? Or no, is it like a certain knockoff? Yeah. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Woo! That is so scary. So it's a delicate balance yeah. where you have to you have to find respite and hope and, and you have to find flame and, and be safe mm-hmm. to return back to, you know, fighting monsters adds to corruption. Just the act of fighting them, just the act of seeing them can add to your corruption. So it's, it's you make a corruption save. You have, to, oh, you have to roll under your. You have to, you know, you have to beat your score, or else it goes up. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's a it's a roll, roll under mechanic. mechanic. Okay. So we can theoretically get very lucky and keep not having to yeah, increase. Yeah. Okay. But the idea is that when you venture into the monster, into the dungeons and fight monsters, you're becoming corrupted by the act of just being next to them. Mm-hmm. So if you see a bit a monster, you have to roll against corruption, or else you gain a point. If you're below the number? Yeah. So the higher the corruption you have, the easier it is to avoid. To avoid. Right. So it's not a slippery slope. Yeah. Okay. But you're still, like, taking a chance by keeping it super high. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's cool. Are they still in the fridge? Oh, no, they're in the the big fridge. The beer fridge. Yeah. The Bev Bev fridge. Do we ever want to get a different, or a a new table? Instead of just using this dining table? Um, Did we ever decide that? I knew we were talking about it. But. We were talking about it, but honestly, we could, we could. Can I get a make altar? Yeah, go ahead. Cool. Yeah, all of that's fair game in there. Cool. Okay, so um, you met all the NPCs in town. What would you like to do? Well, I so believe our next venture is straight to the tomb of the Serpent King. The intro. So yeah, I agree with that. Varen nods his head. Is there anything you can do to prepare? Make sure uh, you have enough supplies. Yeah, do they? Does uh, Thrawn like sell supplies as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's like the general guy. Um, I still have quite a bit of gold. So, um, 
What we'll do? Oh shit! I know where I'm from. Is we are what an hour and oh yeah, I forgot about that. We're an hour and five minutes into it, uh, so we'll call it here. So the intro is be intro session, and then intro episode, yeah. and then yeah. we'll keep playing. Keep, we'll record the next episode, and then okay. that'll be the traditional like the actual adventure in the dungeon. Hell yeah! Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube at Caves and Drakes, Twitter at Caves Drakes, as well as our blog at cavesanddrakes.blogspot.com.